Radio here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network and simulcasting on Spreaker. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Thursday, January 26, 2023. Man, just about what five days left in the first month, and yeah, we're one twelfth of the year is gone. Can't get over how fast things are moving, and we're heading towards a whole wrath of stupid from the sounds of it. Anyway, this program is meant to provide natural healing information and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. And when you put them back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now, you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there, including the information on the Iteracare ones, which is featured prominently at the top of the homepage. There's all kinds of stuff there, including downloadable flyers and brochures, a link to our YouTube playlist that has almost 100 videos up there at this point. And we're adding to it on a regular basis. And uh, you can share those with other friends and family to let them know that there's uh, something new on the uh, horizon that can be very well help them. Uh, but uh, And then, of course, there's a link to the standalone uh, dedicated site for the device where you can order if you so desire. And uh, just follow the prompts and everything should go just fine. Uh, let's see what else. Also, while you're on the site, make sure to make sure to hit the radio shows tab. At the top of the page is the link to our archive page set up through Castbox.fm. And if you scroll down a little further, you'll see the information about the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And at the bottom of the page is a link to the Facebook page set up for the show, as well as the Telegram channel. And that's where most things get posted because Telegram doesn't censor like Facebook does. Anyway, it's all there. Uh, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Truth Frequency Radio Network, the Spreaker Radio Network, their owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say in this show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health or wealth issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping-off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. Also, the number to call into the show is 213-233-3998. That's 213-233-3998. One last time, 213-233-3998. And uh, hopefully that covers everything. Um and let's see here. 
Hmm. Yep. Ooh, goodness gracious. Next week, next Tuesday, our next show will be the last day of the month. Goodness gracious. I want to say good morning to everybody in the chat room. And uh, let's see, I don't like this chat room. Hasn't really been used since the previous. <laughs> kind of weird, isn't it? I was wondering about that when I logged in this morning. I saw the chat and I said, hmm, what's going on? Nobody else chatting other than on my show? That doesn't seem right. But who knows? Can't keep track of these things. But um, wanted to take a look again at uh, one of my new favorite books, the um, called Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022, put out by Children's Health Defense and actually written by Edward Dowd, Wall Street numbers guy. And um, in case you haven't heard in the past when I've talked about this book, it is phenomenal. Um, just the, the way it's put together, the quality of the paper, the printing, uh, full color cover uh, jacket that has all kinds of little clips about different people who have died suddenly after taking these COVID jabs. And really cool part is every single one has a little QR code next to it. And if you scan that with your phone, it will take you right to the original article proving that this is not something made up, that they didn't just put together a bunch of these things to put a book together. But each of these are actually news clips that have come out that they've scoured all over the planet, uh, news to, you know, publications and stuff, and gotten these things. And um, the one I wanted to cover right now is <laughs> the so-called news media. And the title of the chapter is news you likely missed <laughs> that gets buried. And uh, like, are COVID vaccines riskier than advertised? More study urged after 10 teen boys suffer heart inflammation after getting COVID-19 jabs. Dr. Deborah Burks says she knew COVID vaccines would not protect against infection. COVID vaccines up to 100 times more likely to cause serious injury to an, a young adult then prevent it, says top scientists. Daily Mail, up to one in 7,000 American teens suffered heart inflammation after their COVID vaccine, study suggests, and it's probably far more than that. New study, COVID vaccination shown to decrease sperm counts. Uh-oh. That's another way they, you know, they're doing all kinds of things to reduce the population. They create the so-called virus which they already have the so-called mRNA jabs. You know, these things have been in the works since like 2015 under the Obama administration. Long before the first case of COVID was ever reported, they were already put into these uh, jabs together at the orders of the DOD. Imagine that. Trusted News Initiative. There's something that's interesting. The government-funded British Broadcasting Corporation established and runs this very active coalition of major companies that have pledged to work together to tackle harmful misinformation, in other words, the truth about COVID-19 jabs. So, you know, when you um, have a fact checker say, oh yeah, it was cleared through the Trusted News Initiative, well, guess what? Those are all the propagandists that are making sure the truth doesn't get out. And those are companies like Reuters, Google, YouTube, BBC, Microsoft, Twitter, Washington Post, Facebook, 
Financial Times, um, ABC Australia, CBC Canada, Associated Press. And again, there's links there, uh, QR codes that you can scan. It'll take you right to the articles about it. A key member of the Trusted News Initiative is James Smith, former CEO of the Reuters News Agency, current chairman of the Reuters Foundation that oversees Reuters Fact Check, <laughs> and current member of the Pfizer Board of Directors. So guess which side he's going to be on when they're fact checking? Mm-hmm. News stories that call attention to unexplained sudden deaths among young vaccinated people are clearly bad for Pfizer and bad for those encouraging mass vaccination. Trusted news initiative companies work hard to eliminate and limit such stories while promoting information from government agencies and pharma. (laughs) And here's one from BBC. Trusted news initiative to combat spread of harmful vaccine disinformation. So we know which side they're on. They're on the side of all the lies and propaganda, and they're stopping the truth every chance they get. Top Florida doctor warns young men, COVID vaccines pose high risk of death. Autopsy confirms New York State college student died from, wait for it, COVID vaccine-related myocarditis. Did a famous doctor's COVID shot make his cancer worse? Probably. (laughs) Wait, what? FDA wants 55 years to process FOIA requests over vaccine data? Hmm, why would they want to do that? Revealed PR firm that represents Pfizer and Moderna also sits on CDC vaccination or vaccine division, sparking major conflict of interest concerns. Ah, and then false statistical modeling used to change our world. Remember when this thing first came out and you had Neil Ferguson, that schmuck over in the UK, saying that all kinds of millions of people are going to die from this disease. Well, going back to 2001, Neil Ferguson, a modeler at Imperial College London, predicted 150,000 people would die from foot and mouth disease. Actual number of deaths, 200. (laughs) 2002, Neil Ferguson predicted up to 156,000 deaths in the UK from mad cow disease. Wait a minute, turn the page. Actual number of deaths, 177. Really doing good here, Neil. 2005, old Neil predicted that up to 200 million would die from bird flu. Actual number of deaths, 282 over six years. 2009, Neil Ferguson predicted that the swine flu would kill 56,000 or 65,000 people in the UK. Actual number of deaths, 45. Not 45,000, just 45. (laughs) And and then 2020, here we go. Neil Ferguson predicted up to 179,000 COVID deaths in Taiwan in the first full year of pandemic. Actual number of deaths, 10. Hmm. My biggest question is, after 2000, Why would anybody in their right mind listen to what this schmuck has to say? But they do. Despite decades of dramatic and persistent failures, Neil Ferguson's prediction that as many as 2 million Americans would die from COVID-19 in 2020 was used to justify lockdowns, school closures, socialist distancing, 
and all that followed. And of course, we know nowhere close to 2 million Americans died. It was more somewhere around 20,000, if even that. And all the rest of the numbers were fudged. You know, you uh, get killed in a motorcycle accident. They take you to the morgue and test you for COVID. You test positive. Oh, looks like a COVID death. <laughs> oh, that skydiver, his chute didn't open. Tested positive. COVID death. Yeah, those kind of things. Seasonal flu. Fake test positive. COVID death. Funny how in 2020 and 2021, 2022, seasonal flu just vanished. <laughs> Used to kill oh, between 40 and 60,000 people a year. Those years, nah, nothing. Just, you know, we figure, finally figured out the, uh, the clue for this or the uh, cure for the seasonal flu. And what was that? COVID. <laughs> Pilot of Boeing flight from Nova Kuznetsk to St. Petersburg dies suddenly on board plane. Hmm. Gee, I wonder what caused that. High school cancels the rest of football season due to lack of healthy players. Mail online. Why are so many footballers collapsing? There has been a worrying spike in cardiac arrests and stars retiring with heart-related issues, but leading sports cardiologists insist it is not due to the COVID vaccine. Moderna COVID-19 injection effectiveness turns negative within months, study shows. Pfizer to charge Americans $130 per dose of COVID-19 injections after U.S. government no longer makes it free. And there will still be stupid people cranking out $130 for a jab. Pfizer execs and concedes COVID-19 vaccine was not tested on preventing transmission before release. Oh, yeah, we've got I had that video clip and played it on the show. It is considered that sufficient reassurance of safe use of the vaccine in pregnant women cannot be provided, but they're using it anyway. At, pre at the present time, women who are breastfeeding should also not be vaccinated, according to the UK government in 2022 of August. But what are they doing here? Recommending all them people get it. If you're thinking about getting pregnant, if you are pregnant, if you're breastfeeding, take the jabs. COVID-19 vaccination is recommended for all people six months and older. This includes people who are pregnant, breastfeeding, trying to get pregnant now, or, turn the page, might become pregnant in the future. U.S. government, October 22, CDC. So two months after the U.K. government said, don't do it, U.S. government's still saying, do it. They're just like an oil can. Do it, do it, do it, do it. President Joe Biden tests positive for COVID-19. Again, he's been jabbed as many times, supposedly. Of course, he's never gotten a real McCoy. He's always getting saline, but uh, he gets sick all the time. Imagine that. CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, idiot extraordinaire, comes down with COVID a month after booster shot. Pfizer CEO can, can contracts COVID-19 infection for the second time. He's not jabbed. Nobody at Pfizer has to be jabbed. <laughs> they get a pass. First on CNN, Jill Biden tests positive for rebound case of COVID-19. Ah, didn't happen to a nicer person. Triple Vax, Justin Trudeau, a.k.a. Fidel Jr., tests positive for COVID-19 again. 
Fully vaccinated and double boosted, Dr. Fauci has COVID. Oh, please. Let it take him. Anyway, uh, 30 deaths among nursing home residents in Norway. Here's what possibly caused such occurrences. And the print is too small to read. Uh, nearly two dozen nursing home residents in Norway die within days of giving COVID vaccine. The BMJ, whatever that is, uh, some kind of magazine or print article or whatnot. COVID-19 Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine is likely responsible for deaths of some elderly patients, Norwegian Review finds. <laughs> there is a genuine risk at the time of death. Will will Excuse me. There is a genuine risk that the time of death will be brought forward and the patient will suffer adverse reactions to the vaccine. It may uh, often be better not to vaccinate. Hmm. Norway government report on nursing home residents. Yeah, they're saying don't vaccinate them people. They're saying while the Norway government urged caution, Canada and the U.S. required COVID jabs for all nursing home patients. Again, something totally unconscionable, forcing somebody to allow something to be put into their body against their will. Sickly jab. Doctor dies and 36 others develop rare blood disorder after getting Moderna and Pfizer COVID jabs. Johns Hopkins scientist, a medical certainty Pfizer vaccine caused death of Florida doctor. Hmm. Investigating long-term effects of myocarditis. Yeah, here's a hint. It'll kill you. FDA's drug industry fees can, uh, fees fuel concern over influence. Teacher dies in school in front of her pupils. Her colleague, I tried to revive her. I hoped she would make it. Not so lucky. If we don't believe at this time that there is any direct connection to the vaccine, Pfizer. <laughs> yeah, we don't believe at this time there's any direct connection. Yeah, of course not. They never will. They'll deny it until the cows come home. Report reveals Pfizer shot caused avalanche of miscarriages, stillborn babies. Babies dying in Scotland. Government issues investigation into raising or rising infant mortality rate. And I'm sure just like here, a government investigation is the kiss of death to the truth. They just lift the side of the rug, sweep the evidence under it, and go on about their business. New study shows COVID-19 vaccine does cause changes in people's menstrual cycles. Months before vaccine rollout, UK government knew there would be many adverse reactions. Deaths with unknown causes, now Alberta's top killer. <laughs> Isn't that something? Anthony Fauci on new vaccines, 1999. If you take it and then a year goes by and everybody's fine, then you say, okay, that's good. Now let's give it to 500 people. And then a year goes by and everything's fine. So you say, well, then let's now, now let's give it to thousands of people. And then you find out that it takes 12 years for all hell to break loose. And then what have you done? Gee, I wonder if he's wondering the same thing now. European Statistical Office, another independent source, confirms our thesis. Denmark provided us with a valuable case study, but it's hardly the only European country with an excess death problem. 
Recent analysis of Austria, Spain, Italy, Netherlands, Sweden, Belgium, and France all reveal their excess deaths occurring in the same two phases. Number one, the COVID pandemic. Number two, mass vaccination. After mass vaccination, death rates of working age people increased in every one of these countries. I challenge anyone to find a virologist who'd suggest that the virus would switch to targeting the younger, healthier populations in the second year of a pandemic. Clearly, the Danish government didn't think so when they ended mass vaccination for everyone under 50. Looking at this next chart, it is undeniable that something happened to increase deaths in 2021 and 2022, something new, something that wasn't an influencing factor in 2020. Yeah, you think maybe when the jabs were rolled out? And it's SX, S, excess deaths percentage during pandemic from 2020 to 2022, before VAX and after VAX, 25 to 49 years of age. And the numbers are astounding. Before the VAX, they are very, very low, in some cases negative. <laughs> but when the VAX is rolled out, then all of a sudden they increase 25%, 20%, 10%, 15%. 20%, and let's see here, do, 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 um, they go up another 20% and another 5%. These are different countries. As people search to explain the spike in deaths, particularly people unwilling to imagine or even contemplate that mass administration of a brand new pharmaceutical product could be the culprit, the typical explanations proposed include drug overdoses, suicides, delayed diagnosis of other diseases, and missed screenings of rapidly fatal cancers. These ideas, whether alone or in combination, have not been borne out to explain the sad excess mortality. In any event, these ideas cannot explain the glaring temporal reality in summer and fall of 2021 Using America as an example, there was an 84% spike in excess deaths among the youngest working people, 25 to 44, and that spike immediately followed the massive vaccine mandate. Nothing else could have caused this, folks. It's the jabs. For deaths to spike in any or all of the proposed categories within the exact same time period, for any reason other than mass vaccination is statistically impossible. We know that hundreds of millions of doses were administered and there is no other factor that affected nearly all working age people simultaneously. Next again, using the U.S. as an example, the SOA report, um, I'm not sure what that is, but um, shows that the healthiest population working age Americans experienced an excess death rate 8% higher than the general U.S. population. Yeah, because a lot of them didn't have to get the jabs. So the ones who were jabbed the most died the most. And note that the general population is far less healthy than working Americans since the intellectually lazy reasons proposed suicide, delayed medical care, etc., cannot be responsible for these eye-popping increases all happening at the same time, there is an urgent question being ignored every day by public health officials. What is causing this new and tragic loss of life among young working age people? 
we have two pandemics, year one, COVID, year two, COVID vaccines. Recall when President Biden proclaimed a pandemic of the unvaccinated? Turns out he was exactly, precisely, literally 100% wrong, as usual. Politicians love catchphrases, and this cat, uh, case is the act. In this case, the accurate one would have been pandemic of the vaccinated. Europe and America currently have a second pandemic far worse than the first because its numbers are worse and also because its victims are healthy young people who would not otherwise have died. The next chart shows excessive excess death rates for young working people in eight European countries, focusing first on the period during which mass vaccination commenced and then the same three-month period a year later after millions more were vaccinated and boosted. The year-over-year -year comparisons show that, uh, that all these countries experienced more than their usual death rates after mass vaccination commenced, and seven of the eight countries experienced substantial jumps in excess deaths as vaccination continued and increased. Their rate of excess deaths also trended upwards. Given, the COVID is not, given that COVID is now less virulent than it was at the start of the vaccination, all countries' death rates should be trending back towards zero excess deaths. Also, vaccination rates are now much higher than in 2021, so if safe and effective is true, death rates should be plummeting, not increasing. But they continue to rise. Again and again, logic and deductive reasoning indicate that mass vaccination is the often deadly culprit for some otherwise healthy people in the prime of their lives. Yeah, boy. Yep, and every single case here, pretty much the you know when you roll these things out, the deaths go up. So we're at the bottom of the first segment, and we will be back in three minutes with the next segment of your DIY health. Stick with us, and we'll be right back. To get it all back, they say we'll legalize your drug deal, but you gotta give us lots of check. Well, wake up, you're being screwed. Pharmaceutical drug guys can be so rude, they don't care if you live or you die, long as they get their piece of pie. My, 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 don't care if you live or you die. Long as I get that piece of pie. My, my. They don't care if you live or die as long as they get their piece of the pie. That's exactly the way it is, and people just can't seem to figure that out. Don't know why, but that's the way it is. And, uh, yeah, crazy, 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 crazy. But people keep going back to them. You know, who am I talking about? The allopathic medical community, the medical deities, the mad dogs, the misdirected dinglings, whatever you want to call them. 
people that don't know anything about what you're going to them for, but you go to them anyway because that's what you've been programmed to do for your entire life. Got a hangnail? Go to the MD. Got macular degeneration? Go to somebody that doesn't have a clue. They'll stick needles in your eyes and make it sound really cool, but you don't get any results and they get your money. Funny how that works. Oh, but I love my doctor. He's got such a great bedside mentality or whatever. Great bedside manner, I guess it is. Yeah. And how's that working out for you? Yeah. Friend of mine had back surgery a couple of weeks ago because the MD said, oh, that's what you need. Something that could have been fixed with simple nutrition. But they did back surgery. This will fix your problem. Well, guess what? Two days after the surgery, all the pain's back. And it looks like you're going to have to have another one. We didn't get all your money with the first one. Yeah. And she probably will. Anyway, highest ever disability rates in America. Still taking a look at unknown or cause unknown by Ed Dowd. Esteemed expert Dr. Jessica Rose has done extensive analysis of the U.S. government's vaccine adverse event reporting system, also known as VAERS. Commenting on the devastating disability she has seen, Dr. Rose has said, although death is the most extreme adverse event, there are some things that might actually be worse than death. Yeah, I've been saying that for quite a while when it comes to these jabs. Because a lot of these people that get the things and don't die, but are severely damaged, they end up wishing they were dead. Now, I covered one story of a young lady by the name of Stephanie, or uh, Stacy Marie, here in Ohio, who literally had a gun in her mouth. She was about ready to end it all because all, could, all she could see in front of her for the rest of her life was more misery caused by these jabs. But luckily... The thought of Lee, you know, her son being left behind and some friends, she held off. And a week later, on Facebook, she happened to see the story of Kevin Street, a young man up in uh, Alberta, Canada, who is in, was in a similar kind of a situation, damaged by the jabs, that is. And someone gave him an Iteracare wand, and within a few days, he had most of his life back. So she got one. And oddly enough, within a few days or a week or so, she had most of her life back, too. And I'm not saying these things solve problems, cure anything. They basically just give the body something that it uses to fix itself. It supports the body's cells and their healing abilities. And it does it quite well. And people are using these things to rid themselves of so many different conditions. Again, just supporting the cells with terahertz frequencies that the cells love and use to stay healthy. And healthy cells are happy cells. They can take out the trash, they can detox, they can improve the blood circulation, all kinds of things. So if you or anyone you know has been injured with one of these COVID jabs, get in touch with me. And I will do everything humanly possible to make sure that you have an Iteracare wand to use to try and uh, help your body recover from those things. Because quite honestly, the medical community 
has no clue what to do. The other day I was listening to a replay of an Alex Jones show and he had Dr. Peter McCullough on and Dr. McCullough was talking about his new online health deal. And that's the funny thing. He says at the very beginning of his advertising that Americans are fed up with and have totally lost all faith in the medical community. But here's a bunch of uh, MDs who are going to come back and regain that because they're not telling people to take the jabs. That's basically their claim to fame. They push drugs on you just like other MDs do, but they're clearly trying to help people with their limited abilities because all they know is drugs and surgery. And they don't know that giving the body the nutrition it needs to keep the cells healthy and using the Iteracare wands with the terahertz frequencies are the two best things, especially when you put them together, that I've seen so far in helping people recover from these vaccine damages. But as we're saying here, there might be actually something worse than death, and that would be to have to live like most of these people are having to do because they haven't heard about nutrition or Iteracare. And they are just flat out miserable. They can't see any end in sight of the problem that they're dealing with because this stuff does get into your DNA and modifies it to the point where if you're able to reproduce, you may very well pass all this stuff on to your offspring. Think about that. If you've been jabbed, do the next generation a favor and don't create them. Before I dive into the disability data, let's look at com uh, with compassion at those who have suffered from serious events that did not end in death. Title of the thing, Survived Adverse Events. Here we go. Pro mountain bike racer discusses severe COVID vaccine reaction. Sonny Colbrelli hospitalized after cardiac arrest. Gold Coast soccer community rallies around girl 14 after suffering heart attack on the field. Beautiful young lady, got a smile on her face, obviously, before all this stuff happened. 14 years old, has a heart attack on the field during a game. Oh, that happens all the time. Well, since 2021, it probably does. But before that, it was pretty much unknown. Emil Paulson, footballer, collapses from cardiac arrest during game in Norway. Young player suffered a heart attack in the middle of a match. And he's in his hospital bed with his face diaper on and a little electrode stuck on his chest. And he's given a thumbs up sign. <laughs> USC five-star freshman Vince Iwuchukwu, I think it is, sidelined indefinitely after suffering cardiac arrest this summer. Cardiac arrest in the substitute, go yeah, in the substitute goalie, so uh, SC Zoffigan game was not kicked off. I don't know what that's supposed to be. 13-year-old teenager has a cardiac arrest while playing football in Rennes. Two passenger or passersby intervene. Swiss athlete Irene Kadursh collapses during women's biathlon delay or relay. Player collapse, and that's all I can read because the rest of the print is really tiny. 
Vordingberg player re, uh, received heart massage on the pitch, which is, I guess, is on the field. Audrey Corden Rago pulls out of UCI's Road World Championship, and this is a cyclist after suffering stroke. Hmm. Good heavens. And the hits just keep on coming. Wiggins' Charlie White thanks manager for help helping to save his life after collapse. Coaches performed CPR, used a fibrillator on High Point student who collapsed during basketball practice. Swiss Olympic athlete Fabienne Schlump diagnosed with myocarditis. Swiss athlete Sarah Acho diagnosed with heart problems. World number two women's golfer Kelly Norda diagnosed with blood clot. Queensland boy, 15, suffers heart attack on soccer field. Parents performs a CPR. Boy, that's got to be something, watching your kid go down and have to do CPR on him to keep him alive. Wrestling star Lucas Algren, I thought I was going to die. Young rub- rugby player, thanks teammates for, uh, and medics for saving his life. Detroit police officer reunites with runner who suffered cardiac arrest. They saved. Uh, after the collapse, Florin Ploner was allowed to leave the hospital. Oh, ain't that great? 22 years old. Uh, symptoms indicate a heart attack or stroke. Goodness. The CDC director last year said if we vaccinate a million children, there might be 30 or 40 cases of mild myocarditis. There's no such thing as a case of mild myocarditis. And they said, if you get myocarditis from COVID, that's worse or happens at a higher rate. But guess what? As usual, what they're saying is not true. Studies have come out. Europe reacted by banning the Moderna vaccine altogether in young people in many parts of Europe and everybody under 30. Now we're learning that there's a significant heart damage. 31% of people having physical activity restrictions 63% of children after myocarditis had evidence of heart swelling months down the road on MRI. We were playing with fire. Dr. Marty McCary, Johns Hopkins University. U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, another independent source, confirms our thesis. We all know intuitively that healthy working people don't suddenly experience life-altering physical disabilities without accidents or injury involved. The kinds of stories you've just seen were not part of my young adulthood experience, nor mine, and it's easy to discern that something changed in 2021. That was dramatically affirmed, I should say reaffirmed, when Josh Sterling and I discovered an important database collected by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Every month, the Department of Labor conducts thousands of household surveys asking questions that relate to disability. This is a real-time survey in which respondents report if they themselves are disabled or if someone in the household is disabled. Importantly, these statistics are independent of things like medical claims or doctor's notes, thus giving an exceptionally clear and up-to-the-moment picture of the disability trend in the U.S. Also important, the data is independent of the pharma-captured public health establishment. Prior to mass vaccination, the run rate was about 29 to 30 million disabled Americans of working age 
give or take, for the last five years. Since mass vaccination commenced in 2021, the number of disabled Americans has increased to almost 33 million. That means nearly 3.5 million more Americans of working age are now too disabled to work. Several of the charts that follow come from a study done by Carlos and Yuri at the end of July 2022. And it just shows, basically it shows the up and down process of disability and then it shows there's a little red syringe on the chart showing indicating when they started and then boom, the numbers skyrocket. And it's the same in each one of these charts. Uh, that chart paints a picture worth thousand words. One sees the year over year rate of change oscillated around the steady average going back to 2008. Yeah, it was pretty much the same all that time. And then accelerates dramatic, dramatically in May of 2021. For math geeks, that's a stunning three standard deviation event. And I'm not a math geek, so I have no clue what that means. I just see the numbers and they're going up like crazy. On the next chart, published by another independent source, the Federal Reserve Bank, anyone can see the sharp rise in disabilities well above the five-year average. Yeah, I mean, there's a slow increase. It's too small to see the actual years and everything, but uh, there's a small increase and then you know, over years and years, and then when you get to the point where the injection started, the numbers just, again, skyrocket. The trend on the next chart is equally grim. You see that the current disability rate has not increased, only increased 6.6% over the historical average disability rate, but it's reached a higher level than at any time in the last 15 years. And these just keep going and going and going. Um, whoops. The bottom line revealed in the charts you've just seen at this is the, the healthier employees uh, experienced a greater increase in the rate of disability, 22.6% increase than the com comparable total U.S. population, which was only 6.6%. Obvious question of the day, why are healthier folks seeing a bigger increase in the rate of disability starting around May of 2021? What else was increasing at a substantial rate in the mid-2021? Mid Mass vaccination. If you have credible data that points to something else that will explain all of what you've seen here, please let the world know about it. <laughs> yeah, they keep issuing that challenge, but I don't think anybody's able to uh, provide any of it. In the meantime, the disability crisis has, has knocked on... Um, has knock-on effects throughout our country, our economy, and everyone who has see, uh, seen help wanted signs at businesses knows this firsthand. You can't simply eliminate millions of workers without profound, profound consequences. And yeah, pretty much everywhere you go, there's, you know, signs in the window, hiring, hiring, hiring. And when you know, I've, I've got a little a friend who's just, you know, I think he's 18 or 19, just got his first job at Cracker Barrel. Never worked before, at least for another, for an employer. And he's getting like $17 an hour. Like, good grief. When I got my first job as a police officer, I wasn't making $17 an hour. And that was back in 1980. But uh, it's amazing. Anyway, this is a short book precisely because it's tightly focused on just a few important topics. I've provided several vantage points from which to look at the undeniable increase in deaths among young 
uh, the young. I avoided reliance upon any one source or any one idea. Rather, I checked indicators and trends of different types from various sources and one after another, source after source, the results of analysis are com complementary, meaning they point in the same direction. Any reader can confirm that one, healthy young people have been dying and becoming disabled with alarming frequency, and two, the rate of these tragedies is new and unusual and not sufficiently explained by government officials. And three, glaring public health questions are not being asked or answered by those in power. Curious readers who are satisfi uh, satisfied with these three conclusions are factual, are factual reality and will naturally want to know why events have unfolded as they have. I carefully avoided expressing opinions and theories and have explored these disturbing topics by the numbers, literally. Of course, we all have opinions and theories about our new world, and I'm no different. But I made a conscious decision to stay away from theorizing about why and who. Being loyal to that commitment, there are just a few ob observations I'd like to express. At this point, public health officials and vaccine makers are aware of everything that you now know from this book, at a minimum. At this point, they have moved beyond something we could write off as incompetence, in that they are allowing and even forcing mass use of products they know are harmful. At this point, people, uh, powerful people in public health and pharma are in full cover-up mode. They almost have to be, because it's hard to imagine how they could pivot from what they've done to what they ought to do. At this point, the negligence is criminal, signed Ed Dowd. And then they give, in, there's an afterword, and there's all kinds of stuff, but um, this book is absolutely amazing, and I'm only halfway through the book at this point. You know, I've read more personally, but I'm just saying where I'm at right now is I've been talking to you guys is we're just in the middle of the book. And I'm just looking through, scanning a few things. Um, they're talking about the way they sampled everything. One of the, um, goodness gracious. Uh, finally, the team found no instance in which images ha have been public and news stories were objected to or retracted. Everyone involved in this book expresses their sadness and condolences about these tragic early deaths. And here's a short list. Helen DeMarco, five years old, died in her sleep eight days post-vaccination. This was February 26th of 2022. Rosalia Spandafora, five years, cardiac event, myocarditis, July 2022. Julia D.L., six years old, died expect, unexpectedly in her sleep, April 1st, 2022. Unnamed child, eight years old, died unexpectedly in her sleep, September 6, 2022. Unnamed child, nine years old, sudden death at home in front of parents. That's got to be fun. September 16, 2022. Trevin Ball, age 10. Sudden death, September 2022. Corinne Redding, 10, sudden death, March 7th, 2022. Unnamed child, 10, cardiac event, 
April 19th, 2022. Unnamed child, 10. Sudden death during gym class, August 2nd, 2022. Unnamed child, 11. Cardiac event, July 9th, 2022. Ryan Hefferman, 12. Sudden death at school. Boy, I wonder how often kids are, I mean, just as everything else that, you know, you these kids that are you know, viewing all the death and destruction, all the mayhem, all the violence on television to the point where they become numb to it. How long will it be before having a, a, a co-student, whatever you want to call it, one of your classmates drop dead while they're bored writing something or as they're walking into class or going to lunch? How is that? How long will it be before that they become numb to that because it's so commonplace? God help us. Unnamed child 11, cardiac event, July 9, 2022. Uh, unnamed child 12, sudden, der, sudden death during run, August 4th of 2022. Chloe Gavazzi, 12, sudden death, June 12th, 2021. Braden Fahey, Age 12, sudden death during training, August 7th, 21. Leo Lickner, uh 12, sudden death, December 17th, 21. Carlo Conte, 12, cardiac event during run, January 18th, 2022. Gemma Caffrey, 12, sudden death, October 2021. 17 students or children, you know, the youngest five years old, oldest 12 years old in roughly a year. And these are just a few, just a sampling. Oh, and then, then it just keeps going. The next page, we have more. Ages 12 all the way to 14. And we have cardiac event one day after the vaccine. Died unexpectedly in her sleep. Cardiac event during school field trip. Health declined upon vaccination. Sudden death during training. Cardiac event during game. Brain bleed 90 minutes post-vaccination. Cardiac event three days post-vaccination. Sudden death during game. Sudden death. Cardiac event. Sudden death. Cardiac event on the playground. Cardiac event during class. Sudden death. Sudden death. Sudden death. All 2021 and 2022. And I'll bet there's, yep, even more. 14 to 15, whole bunch more. Sudden death, blood clot, sudden death, cardiac event, cardiac event, sudden death, sudden death, cardiac event, sudden death. And each one of these has a link to the um, story that tells about it. Became sick 18 days post-vaccination, sudden death three days post-vaccination. And this list goes on and on and on and on. I think it's about 500 and some odd total. And it goes, it starts out at age five, Oops, went past it. And yep, 550 ends up with Dr. B. Bez, uh, boy, I can't even probably mess that one up. Died unexpectedly in his sleep, 40 years old or forties. Um, Aiden Sharanovich, cardiac event, 40s. 
Mark Frazier, 45, cardiac event. Harper Karen, 45, sudden death. So from five years old to 40s, we've got all these people, 555 or 550 cases, all within the 2021-2022 span. And it just goes on and on and on and on. And it looks like, ooh, we're just about to the second break, so I'm going to stop here and we will shift gears when we get back. But um, again, I highly recommend this book. I call this my COVID coffee table book because it's the kind of thing that you could just have sitting on your coffee table. And when someone comes in your house that's pro jabs and thinks this whole thing is, you know, still believes in all this crap, stick this book in their face and tell them, yeah, check out all this safe and effective here. Because, I mean, people need to be hit with that kind of information. And I'll tell you what, like I said, the production of this book is just beautiful. Uh, they really did a great job putting it together the way they did it with all the QR codes and everything else. Um, you can't look at this book and not believe that these jabs are deadly. Anyway, stay with us and we'll be back in three minutes with more of your DIY health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. <sighs> Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. 
You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Good Morning America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. No. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Bill Gates' advice on how to combat mistrust in science at 60minutesovertime.com, sponsored by Pfizer. You really need to get vaccinated. You know, COVID vaccines are now available for children five years and older. And the more people who get them, the better we're going to be able to help stop the spread of COVID. Death and destruction, permanent disability, all brought to you by Pfizer. And let's not forget Moderna, AstraZeneca, J&J, &J, Janssen, and all the rest of these criminal organizations that are putting out toxic pharmacia. What gets me is all the churches that have vaccination things set up. They're that moron hoaxal in, in New York talking about how you're doing God's work by getting vaccinated. What a moron. One of these days, she will get what's coming to her, just like all the rest of them. I'm loving all these uh, memes that Alan's putting up. <laughs> uh, me with my morning cough and going, going to start another day of Losing friends by questioning the official story of the coronavirus. <laughs> Man, I love it. And what's Unplugged put up? Democrats and rhinos held a fake hearing to investigate a fake insurrection to cover up the fake election of a fake president. Exactly. Question is, one of these days, you know, they got a picture of Biden from the back in handcuffs. We can only hope that that actually happens one of these days. Good grief. 
income tax, the fine you pay for the crime of being productive and useful. Exactly. Yeah, now you can sit home, collect a free check, not have to file, not have to work. They're getting everybody ready for the Great Reset. You'll have nothing and be happy. You'll have your universal basic income that you don't have to work for. Good grief. Stop the world, let me off. There's no intelligent life left down here. Beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. But, gotta love this. <laughs> German government burn to burn 800 million expired COVID-19 face diapers. Now the question is, are they going to restock? We're going to burn up all these ones that are supposedly expired. I didn't know face diapers had expiration dates, <laughs> but uh, we're going to burn all these. I guess we'll have to restock just in case there's another pandemic. Hmm. One of the things we published back in July of 2020 was how many instant millionaires were being made selling cheap Chinese-made face diapers to the U.S. government because of the COVID-19 fear and mask mandates. Apparently, the same thing happened in Germany, and now they reportedly have 800 million face masks that are beyond their expiration date that need to be disposed of. Berlin to incinerate 800 million expired corona masks. <laughs> wonder why they call them corona masks. They probably had whatever it was in the mask that when you inhale, you put the thing on, you would get sick. Four German federal states have burned a total of one or 17 million expired corona masks. They were bought with taxpayer money. The government wants to burn 800 million masks in total. This is according to a survey of all the states published by, Germ uh, by German Daily Welt. Uh, thus, 6.1 million masks were destroyed in Baden-Württemberg. Uh, 5.5 million in Saxony, 5 million in North Rhine-Westphalia, and 656,000 in Mecklenburg-Western Pomerania. 11 federal states reported that they had not disposed of any corona masks so far, but some were planning to do so. Thuringia could not provide any information on the type of recycling the Federal Ministry of Health in Berlin has also energetically recycled. <laughs> I wonder what that means. Masks in recent months. The number of masks recycled so far is less than 1 million, a spokesperson said. Several state ministries want to have more masks destroyed in the future. So far, however, they can only burn masks that have uh, they have purchased themselves. For masks purchased by the federal government, and distributed to the states, they need the consent of the federal government. I mean, they ought to just pass them out to the people so they can burn them and use it to keep warm this winter, since the stupid governments have uh, shut down all the fuel sources and that kind of thing. According to a report in Der Spiegel, around 730 million surgical masks and 60 million FFP2 or similar uh, half masks are affected because they are past their expiry date. And there is the end of that one. <laughs> so this should be interesting. Good grief. Ooh. Interesting stuff here. Anyway, on top of that, let's see what else is going on. 
New U.S. government research is finally admitting that glyphosate weed killer causes cancer. Now, we've had uh, cake, uh, court cases that slam Pfizer and, or uh, what's my call it? Um, shoot, what's the name of that company? Um, it's got to be in here somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, the company that makes this stuff, if you have uh, Monsanto, if you have all, and now Bayer, I guess, if you have already had something to eat uh, today prior to reading this article, chances are very high that you have already ingested glyphosate. The active ingredient in herbicides such as Roundup, the most widely used agrochemical in the world. Since I've earned my living in the past two decades by selling clean food, I have been warning the public now for many years about the dangers of these agrochemicals and the contamination of our nation's chemical uh, commercial food supply. If you do a search on glyphosate at Health Impact News, you'll get a search result listing over 380 articles that we have published during the past decade. The advent of genetically modified seeds in the late 1990s, particularly corn and soybeans, has allowed the agricultural chemical giants such as Monsanto to spray greater quantities of herbicides and pesticides onto the nation's crops. In 2014, we began testing commercial grain products to verify that North America's wheat and grain supply was contaminated by the herbicide glyphosate, even though there are currently no GMO varieties of wheat or other grains. We found it to be true due to the practice of uh, desiccating crops in the fall with glyphosate in the northern states and Canada to allow the farmers to harvest their wheat before the first snowfall. Next, we tested our own USDA certified organic grains that we sold in our online store and were shocked to find out that they were just as contaminated with glyphosate as non-organic grains. Yowzers. You can't trust anything these days. We immediately stopped selling our USDA organic grains, including corn, and began an intensive period of our company's history in searching out clean sources of grains and corn that tested free of any glyphosate contamination. In fact, we now uh, test all of the food we sell for the presence of glyphosate, and if a test turns out to be positive, we don't sell it. Uh, let's see here. And they have a little label that says healthy traditions, glyphosate tested. Hmm. This has forced us to source much of our food from outside the U.S. We only know of a few wheat and grain farmers in the U.S. who consistently harvest grains that test free of glyphosate. And many of our grain products are actually imported from Italy, where we have had greater success in finding small farms that protect against glyphosate contamination. Corn produced the biggest challenge for us, and to this day, we cannot find consistent clean sources of corn in North America. That not only tests free of glyphosate, but also tests free of GMO contamination, and that includes USDA certified organic corn. For the past several years, we have been sourcing and selling corn from central Mexico, where GMO corn is banned. This means that if you do any shopping at a grocery store chain, the most dangerous aisle by far is the aisle that contains cereals. I don't even bother going down that aisle on, on the rare occasion where I visit a grocery store selling commodity food, as is like uh, choosing which kind of poison you want. 
<laughs> Bingo. <laughs> oh, man. Outside of corn, oats are also among the most contaminated grains in America, with some testing done on America, American oat products showing 100% contamination. We are probably one of the only places in the U.S. where one can purchase oats that have been tested clean for the presence of glyphosate. We imported them from Italy. If you're now or if you're new to this topic, I encourage you to read some of the articles we have published over the years on the glyphosate contamination issue and the earlier works of scientists who were censored, such as Anthony Samsel and Dr. Stephanie Seneff. Many people believe today that they are gluten insensitive. <laughs> hmm. Should be gluten sensitive. Anyway, uh, when they when in fact they are probably just allergic to glyphosate and other uh, poisons in our grain supply. That could be. Others go even further, especially those who follow the paleo diet philosophy and wrongly conclude that grains uh, were never meant to be consumed by humans. Well, that's not the case. Uh, and uh, this is just false. Jesus himself referred to grains as uh, an, an analogy of life. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will not be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. John 6:35. And they have uh, additional more and stuff, but, you know, that's interesting. All this stuff, you know, and I've been hearing that for quite a while now is the stuff that's supposedly labeled as certified organic not so much and man i'll tell you what that's kind of crazy hate to think of it but that's why i don't eat a lot of grains anyway i avoid that stuff as much as possible just because you don't really need it yeah and uh, there's another reason not to eat it good grief Whew. Man, well, let's see what else is going on here. Oh, look at this. This is a revelation. Up to 70% of COVID deaths were due to ventilators. Hmm. Not to mention the um, remdesivir that was given to the people first, which caused everything to go south and be put on a ventilator. You are not ready for this. <laughs> Did protocolists? euthanize COVID-19 patients with ventilators and sedatives to save other patients. Less than 50% kill rate, <laughs> up to 70% of COVID-19 deaths due to ventilators. Trigger alert. <laughs> if you lost a loved one due to COVID-19 and the doctors tried to ventilate your loved one early, please do not read any further. Have some cl someone close to you read this. Read the full article and describe the article to you in a calm, quiet setting. You will need a friend to help you through this. If you are a doctor who has been persecuted for doing the right thing, perhaps you lost your license or it is being threatened, send this Wall Street, jour uh, send this Wall Street Journal to your, to your lawyers and thank you uh, for not acquiescing to the demands that you, uh, that you kill patients on ventilators with the wrong sedatives. Let's see here. With strong sedatives, excuse me. Either way, I encourage PR readers to uh, read this Wall Street Journal article yourself and see if you agree or disagree. Leave a comment on your take. Am I wrong? This is Wall Street Journal article. McCullough, Corey, Lyons, Weiler, and others were right. 
In a jaw-dropping article published this week, uh, published by the Wall Street Journal, excuse me, hospitals retreat from early COVID treatment and return to basics. Imagine that. Physicians admit to ventilating patients who did not need it as a step in their protocol. Get this, not as a treatment that was likely to benefit the patient, but rather as a fruitless and callous way of attempting to stop the spread of COVID-19 and make lots of money for the hospital. Last spring, with less known about the disease, doctors often preemptively put patients on ventilators or gave powerful sedatives largely abandoned in recent years. The aim was to save the seriously ill and protect hospital staff from COVID-19. Yeah, right. Now, hospital treatment for the most critically ill looks like it looks more like it did before the pandemic. Doctors hold off longer on placing patients on ventilators. Uh, patients get less powerful sedatives with doctors checking more frequently to see if they can halt the drugs entirely and dialing back on how much uh, air ventilators push into patients' lungs with each breath. We were intubating sick patients very early, not for the patient's benefit, but to control the epidemic and to save other patients, Dr. Ish, Ishwan, Ishwanai. Iwashnia, <laughs> anyway, said that felt awful. Yes, euthanizing humans is illegal, especially for the benefit of other patients. It would feel awful. It should feel awful. Last spring, doctors put patients on ventilators partly to limit con contagion at a time when it was less clear how the virus spread when protective masks and gowns were in short supply. Doctors could have employed other kinds of breathing support devices that don't require risky sedation, but early reports suggested patients using them could spray dangerous amounts of virus into the air. And we know better than that, don't we? <laughs> oh, good grief. Said, uh, anyway, Theodore Ishiwishi, whatever his name is, the critical care physician at University of Michi Michigan uh, and Department of Veterans Affairs Hospitals in Ann Arbor. Uh, subsequent research found the alternative devices to ventilators, such as delivering oxygen through nasal tubes, weren't as risky as caretakers at, uh, to caretakers as believed. Doctors also gained experience with COVID-19 patients, learning to spot signs of who might suddenly turn seriously ill, some said. The Wall Street Journal article described a study conducted that now allows doctors to predict who needs a ventilator and who doesn't. It found more doctors now follow the pre-pandemic protocols, which have reduced the number of deaths and shortened the time patients spend on vents, uh, HCA's chief medical officer said. Before the pandemic, about 30% or, uh, to more than 40% of ventilator patients died. Uh, I've heard it was a lot higher than that. Anyway, according to research, numbers were sharply higher in the pandemic's early hot spot of Wuhan, China. As the pandemic grew, hospitals in the U.S. reported death rates in some cases of about 50% for ventilated COVID-19 patients. Yeah. 70% um, of COVID-19 deaths due to ventilators, up to 50% who died in hospital did not have COVID-19. Yeah, consider there's never been a valid test for it. And this is a really, really long article. Oh, here shows a guy. It looks like he's in a spacesuit. He's got this big bubble type thing over the top of his head. Uh, and it looks like oxygen's painted in or blown in from somewhere. <laughs> 
Weird. Ah, here we go. The greatest lie ever told. Well, it's 23 minutes long, but it's Trump with Fauci standing behind him. Let's just listen to a little bit of this until we get to the break. Ultimately, the goal is to ease the guidelines and open things up to very large sections of our country as we near the end of our historic battle with the invisible enemy. I said earlier today that I hope we can do this by Easter. I think that would be a great thing for our country, and we're all working very hard to make that a reality. I was uh, near my community where I lived, and I've been watching that for the last week on television, body bags all over in hallways. I've been watching them bring in trailer trucks, freezer trucks, they're freezer trucks, because they can't handle the bodies. In an earnest attempt to sort fact from fiction, citizen reporters are popping up and hitting the streets to verify whether or not what we're hearing about these hospitals is true. Approximately how many coronavirus patients have you seen? How many? You don't know? Two, a hundred, three. You've seen three. So again, there are no lines of people. There is no mass chaos out here, contrary to what the mainstream media is telling you. How do you know they had coronavirus? Do you guys test in the ambulance? You don't know. You assume symptoms. In Elmhurst, Queens, that hospital there, lines of people lining up already this morning for about the last 45 minutes. Confirmed cases, people waiting to get tested. Supplies are in demand there. Somebody said there would be hordes of people inside. That's why I didn't go in. Let's see, the doctor with his mask on and everything. Look at that. Nobody. Completely empty. This is police. No EMS. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely. Ghosts. That's all they got you afraid of, ghosts. With the growing number of patients as supplies dwindle, you can see barricades behind us set up here outside of the hospital to keep order here because so many have been lining up every day to get tested. Where's the long lines of the people trying to get tested? I don't see that. I just wanted to give you guys an idea of what it looks like here in New York City. The mayor, the governor says our hospitals have been turned into war zones. Well, I want to give you an idea of what that war zone looks like here in downtown Brooklyn. So this is my neighborhood. This is the Brooklyn Hospital Center. And uh, again, you're hearing one thing on the mainstream media, and this is what it's like in reality. This is where people normally stand up to get test testing for the coronavirus. But as you can see, not much happening. And this is a hospital that serves thousands and thousands of people here in downtown Brooklyn, New York. There are no lines of people. There is no mass chaos out here, contrary to what the mainstream media is telling you. The scariest day of my life was about a month ago, when after a long day of meetings, my team told me that we were going to be needing 130,000 ventilators. That's it. We'll be back in three minutes for the last segment of today's edition of your DIY Health. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
cancer research the biggest revenue. They make all those billions lying to me and you. The same folks that brought you this toxic sewer are now gonna bring us all a cure. Somehow I just don't think so. IRS gets billions from people like you and me. Then Medicare pumps it back to the drug lords, don't you see? And we are back with the last segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health. And uh, just looking at some of the memes in the chat room, you guys are going crazy. <laughs> Alan, I like your new one that you just came up with. That's pretty cool. No official story is so important that questioning it should not be allowed. Amen, brother. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, and it just keeps on going. Boy, you guys are on fire today. As a retired physician, I can honestly say that unless you are in a serious accident, your best chance of living to a ripe old age is to avoid doctors and hospitals and learn nutrition, herbal medicine, and other forms of natural medicine unless you are fortunate enough to have a naturopathic physician available. Almost all drugs are toxic and are designed only to treat symptoms and not to cure anyone. Dr. Alan Greenberg, MD. Yeah, I've seen that several times. I'm going to post it again here. Sorry about the dogs. I think I've got a uh, delivery, <laughs> and um, they're sounding off. Dr. Seuss, if you were born with a... <laughs> uh, you are not a chick. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a good one. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. Anyway, I digress. Um, in that uh, the video clip we were playing right before the break, of course, they were showing images of um, Elmhurst, Elmhurst Hospital in New York and uh, uh, what was the other one? Um, Bellevue. And, you know, of course, the news was saying, oh, there, there are war zones, there's body bags everywhere and people are they can't handle all the stuff. And then, and then people walk in there with cameras and the, the waiting rooms and everything. They're just just like ghost towns. Nobody in there doing anything. They talked to a uh, uh, EMS worker in a uh, out in, a, in an ambulance outside the uh, the uh, the hospital, asking him how many COVID patients he's seen. What hundreds? Three. <laughs> how do you know they're COVID patients? Well, by symptoms. We just assume. Yeah. Right. And that reminds me, I highly recommend Undercover Epicenter Nurse by Erin Olszewski. That is a phenomenal book. And she was a, a nurse from Florida who volunteered to go to the Elmhurst Hospital in New York, which was supposedly the epicenter of the whole COVID thing in the U.S. And basically, the people were being murdered there. People were being, you know, she had patients that she was, you know, giving good care to, and they were about ready to be discharged. And because she was doing a conscientious job thing that she should do, she'd be reassigned to somebody else. And when she got back, her patient was dead. You know, they were, you know, about ready, should be discharged. And a day later, they're dead because they, she gets transferred away and they move someone else in who willingly kills them. And just unbelievable stuff. And she had um, some uh, glasses with the uh, little cameras in them and stuff that a re uh, lawyer bought for her. 
and she was uh, getting recordings of different things that people were saying. The doctors were, you know, basically giving confessions of what they were doing. Um, just an excellent book. But I think I've read probably 15 or 16 books on COVID so far since this thing started. And it's just been unbelievable. And even more so, it really got me going on the alleged germ theory. Uh, thank you, Unplugged, who also helped uh, along with that. He's been digging into it uh, quite a bit and um, getting into the uh, the Space Busters videos. And, of course, um, all the different books that are available, uh, several of which I have uh, read or in the, in the process of reading. And um, I'll tell you what, there's some good ones out there. And then I say I've still got it on my Telegram channel, and I think I have it on my um, uh, website as well. Let me double check that to make sure. Um, where's my? There it is. Um, should be in the support info. Well, maybe not. It might be on the home page. Um, maybe not. Okay. Um, Let's try this. Yeah, there it is. Um, the Contagion Myth by uh, Thomas Collin, MD, and Sally Fallon Morell. Um, if you go to my website, yourdiyhealth.com, Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health.com, click on the uh, support info tab, and there's a bunch of things there. One of the best ones really is right at the top, Death by Medicine. And that is a free PDF download that basically gives you the cold, hard facts. It tells you that uh, MD-directed treatments are now the leading cause of death in the United States and most industrialized countries. Then you have 13 questions to ask your oncologist by Dr. Peter Glidden, another really good one, and Russell Blaylock, MD, a neurosurgeon and uh, lecturer, author, educator, has How Modern Medicine Killed My Brother. Then we have Murder by Injection by Eustace Mullins, which is another good one, classic. And then The Contagion Myth. All of those are free PDF downloads. So you, you can grab each one. And below that, The Horrors of Vaccination Exposed. That one will cur cur curl your toenails. So anyway, check those out. Um, I highly recommend them, but uh, there's lots and lots of really, really good books out there uh, dealing with the uh, so-called germ theory. Um, another good one is Goodbye Germ Theory. I just finished that one up. Very, very good. Another one, What Really Makes You Ill from, uh, man, I think that's back in the 50s or so. No, I think this one was about 2000s, if I remember right. Um and then, of course, um, good grief, where's the other one? Uh, I think it's another on my other thing. Anyway, um, yep, looks, uh, I don't know what this package was. I have no idea what it was, but it's been delivered. <laughs> That's why the dogs were barking. Anyway, um, there's lots and lots of good books out there. And, of course, if you go to uh, BitChute or, or Rumble and do a search for Space Busters, you will find a really, really good series of videos. Their most recent and really probably the best is the end of the germ theory, I think is what it's called. It's about two and a half hours long, and it just blows holes in the bogus theory that germs cause 
um, illness. And again, I liken this to the, you know, when you, um, the uninitiated, if they go past, a, you know, several fires, they'll see firemen at every one of those fires. And they come to the conclusion that the firemen are causing the fires. And that's exactly what the germ theory is. When so-called doctors do a uh, swab of someone who has strep throat and they see germs there and they, oh, yes, the, these germs cause strep. The thing is, is they never do a swab of a healthy person and find that those same germs are still there in the same amounts. So it's the, the germs are there to clean up the mess, not to make it. And viruses are nothing more than, you know, dead cell debris. And there's a lot of really good information out there that basically proves that all these illnesses are nothing more than basically detoxing. The bodies are detoxing. And that's why during the uh, 1918 so-called Spanish flu, which was caused by a uh, vaccine that the military was originally giving to troops, and then they started giving the people too. The only people that got Spanish flu, oddly enough, were people that had been jabbed with that toxic vaccine. And they basically were trying to prove the germ theory by doing all kinds of crazy things to make, you know, putting healthy people in close proximity to sick people, uh, taking their sputum, their snot, uh, their blood and injecting it into the healthy people. And not once did a healthy person get sick from the stuff from the bad or the sick people. They did it with animals. You have a horse that was sick of some sort. They put a bag over his nose and the thing would cough and sneeze and whatnot. Put that same bag over the healthy horse's face. And lo and behold, never got a healthy horse sick. Imagine that. And this kind of thing has been going on and on and on. There's no proof whatsoever. It has never been proven, you know, the so-called germ theory. And then you have the terrain theory, which suggests you just keep the body clean. You clean up the diet. You clean up the environment. And lo and behold, the body stays healthy and doesn't get sick. And I've been practicing that for years, and I haven't had the flu in over 50 years. That's pretty good. And uh, I came down with something for all of 36 hours back in December of 2020. Um, lost my sense of taste and my smell. Uh, I probably stunk to other people, but I couldn't smell anything is what I'm saying. But anyway, um, you know, oddly enough, I didn't take any drugs, didn't take ivermectin or, you know, anything. And uh, in 36 hours, it was totally gone. And basically... It was just a detox. It's the first one I've had in years because I, I keep my terrain clean. I drink fresh, pure water. I don't eat a lot of the crap that most people do. Um, and the, I, the big thing I attribute it to was the supplementation regimen I'm on. Because I give my body the, the 90 essential nutrients every day, they keep my cells healthy and my cells then are able to detox as they need to you don't have to do a great big dump detox like most people do because they're constantly overloading their bodies with crap and sooner or later there's so much there that's like a, a balloon bursting you just the body finally has to get rid of all this stuff all at one time 
because the cells are not capable of doing it slowly and surely on a regular basis. And that's the difference. When you nutrify your body and give it the, the stuff that it needs, the cells are constantly on a daily basis. If there's something bad, they get rid of it. And there's no major need for a uh, heavy seasonal uh, detox like in the wintertime when you get colds and flus. That's what it is. It's just the buildup of crap that your body's finally, you know, can no longer tolerate. And then it does one massive thing where it gets rid of everything and you feel like garbage until it's done. And it seems like it's coming out from everywhere. You get diarrhea, you're throwing up, um, everything. Because all that stuff is built up to a level that the body can no longer maintain it. And it says, that's it. We're shutting everything down and we're going to clear all this garbage out. And then when you're done, you go right back to doing the same thing, eating the same crap, breathing the crap in the air, drinking the crap in the water, and, uh, you know, the fluoridated water and chlorine and everything else that most people are on. You know, I live on a, in the country on a well, and all my water is uh, filtered and uh, purified before I drink it. And uh, makes a big difference. But when you clean up your terrain and avoid all this garbage and give your body the 90 essential nutrients so that the cells have what they need to stay healthy, you no longer have to worry about this seasonal detox known as colds and flu season. And I'm living proof of it. And I know a lot of other people are as well. And I'll tell you what, it's much more preferable in my book to spend the money and do this, you know, have the discipline to supplement and get rid of the stuff on a daily basis without a big uh, monstrous shutdown of the system and explosive uh, diarrhea and explosive uh, vomiting and all that kind of junk. It's, uh, it's just much easier if you let the body take care of things on a daily basis. So that's basically what's going on. But uh, again, you know, that's several books I've been, have read so far, and there's even more out there that say the same thing. You know, there's no proof whatsoever that, you know, anybody is made sick by germs. And the interesting thing is they claim that, you know, with COVID, they claim it's a, it's a so-called virus, but not once in the history of this illness or any other illness for that matter, have they ever been able to draw blood or get samples of saliva, snot, anything, and just put it under a microscope and, and find the so-called SARS-CoV-2 virus. That has never, ever, 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 ever happened. And uh, the Space Busters videos get into that very uh, much in depth, where the only way they find these things is to take a sample and so-called culture it, where they put it in a, a Petri dish with a bunch of toxic garbage and chemicals and all kinds of other things, which then cause mutations. And then all of a sudden, this alleged SARS-CoV-2 virus shows up. Now, why is it you can't just draw blood or take a sample of saliva or snot or something, put it under a microscope and find the thing that supposedly is making everybody sick? They claim when it gets in there, it just mass produces like crazy. So there should be all kinds of that stuff in the blood, in the snot, in the spit, but they've never found it. 
got to make you scratch your head. And that's pretty much true of virtually every other thing, too. You know, the so-called seasonal flu. They don't find the flu virus in the body fluids of people. They have to culture it. That's always the case. And when you see what they do to make these cultures and the toxic crap that they use, you got to wonder. So anyway, there's something to think about. Um, I know it's a tough uh, pill to swallow, so to speak, uh, because so many people have, you know, we've all been led to believe our entire lives. We've been programmed to believe that, you know, germs make you sick. You know, you see this little snotty nosed kid running around. He comes up and climbs on you and gets it on you. Oh, boy, now I'm going to get sick. (laughs) Imagine that. And a lot of times you do because of your programming, because the mind is a powerful, powerful thing. If you are, if you truly believe, if, if you're exposed to somebody who has SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, because they tested positive, or <laughs> you're just around some little kid that's got a snotty nose, and they come up and give you a big hug and get it on you. If you're programmed to believe that that kind of thing will make you sick, then guess what? Your brain will tell you, time to get sick. And it's usually, you know, you're ready for a detox anyway. So it's a perfect storm. And then people think, well, I got sick because this little kid came up and gave me a hug. No, you got sick because you kept, you know, loading your system with crap. And then your mind did the rest. All it had to do. And I'll tell you what, I've seen people die from something that was minor because they believed that it was the case. My, my wife's mother was that, you know, basically she did not, she, she basically had somebody step on her toe and broke it and it never healed properly. We, she ended up going to the hospital and we found out that uh, she's diabetic and they claim they're have to going to have to amputate the foot because the toe had gotten so bad that it spread to the foot. And basically she was dead set against it, but the only other thing was if you don't, they said you're going to die. And, um, of course, we know better now, but we didn't at the time. And uh, so she goes through the surgery and um, then wakes up. They tell her, well, we thought we got everything, but it's gone into your leg. We're going to have to take the leg below the knee. And that was something she just could not bear. And she went through the surgery but never woke up. And every time, you know, it was just constant organ failure. One thing would shut down, they'd get it stabilized, something else would shut down. And that was her mind telling her that I cannot live in this condition without my leg and my foot. And they ended up having to take her off life support, and in 45 minutes she was gone. Um, that's how powerful people, there's stories of people in the military get shot in the arm, a survivable wound. But they believe if you get shot, you're going to die. They go into shock and they die. For no reason. People to get locked in a railroad car. Oh, this is a reefer car, you know, refrigeration car. We're going to freeze to death. Well, the reefer wasn't on. Temperature never got below 50 degrees, and they were only in there for like 24 hours. But when the people finally found them and opened the thing up, they had so-called froze to death. They were dead. The mind is a powerful, powerful thing. And for people to um, discount that, but believe the lies of Edward Jenner and all the people that follow him who make tons of money. 
you know, look at just from the COVID deal with all these people that, you know, Germany just destroying 800 million face diapers. Look at how many people got sick just from, um, or made money, excuse me, got uh, very rich just from each of these things, face diapers, uh, the, the, you know, protective clothing, all that kind of stuff during just this COVID period. And it's all because of the germ theory. Hospitals, you know, oh, there's some, there's my books. <laughs> uh, that's from Unplugged, all right. Yeah, you know, the um, the germ theory has been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed because so many people over the years have made billions of dollars from it. You can't make a lot of money telling people clean up the terrain, you know, clean the fish tank, you know, as opposed to vaccinate the fish. That's the craziness. And again, all you got to do is follow the money and you'll see what's going on. How much money is being made by um, people pushing all these different things, the drugs, the, the PPE, um, all that stuff. And you'll see why the germ theory is utilized. It doesn't make any, you know, no, there's no proof to support it. And they keep saying, well, follow the science. Well, guess what? <laughs> oh, I like this one. If you're Fauci, if you wear two swimsuits, you can pee in the pool this summer. <laughs> uh, you're probably people doing people a favor by peeing in the pool anyway. So <laughs> it's good for the skin. And anyway, um, but that's the thing. No matter what it is, all you got to do is follow the money and see what's, you know, where things are going to head and who's getting rich from it. You know, all the people that sprung into action and started making all kinds of face diapers, all these little fancy designer ones with little pictures on them and all that kind of junk. Oh, here's how you can make a face diaper from a paper towel and all, all the other garbage. And it's all taking advantage of people because of the bogus, unproven germ theory. And on the other hand, you know, get the supplements, support your body's uh, ability to take care of the trash itself and lo and behold you know when i look back on all the money that i did not make for the allopathic medical community in the last 10 years because i've been supplementing and taking care of myself if i had followed my physician's advice way back in you know the early 2000s i probably would have uh, had several surgeries by now and beyond all kinds of pharmaceutical drugs if I was still alive. And they just would have made a boatload of money. Instead, they haven't made a penny because I decided to practice the terrain theory and keep my body clean and keep all the toxic crap out. And I've deprived them of probably millions of dollars, at least hundreds of thousands. So... I can see why they would not like people like me, number one, being out here in the first place. Number two, having a radio show talking about <laughs> talking to people and telling them how to do the same thing. Oh, goodness. But that's my calling. 
spreading the truth and helping people to realize that you do not have to believe the medical deity, uh, the mad dog. Um, you know, it's just, it's up to you. You know, it's your choice what you do with your body. But uh, my experience has been, and just like all the others, you know, you talk to any centigenarian, you know, someone over 100 years old, and ask them how they live such a long, healthy life, and the vast majority will be like this doctor I just read from the little meme here earlier, avoid doctors and hospitals. If you stay away from them and do the opposite of what they say to do, chances are you're going to live a long, healthy life. And again, Dr. Wallach had his, uh, his original video was called Dead Doctors Don't Lie. Because the average lifespan of a, an MD is 56 to 58 years old. That's based on insurance, actuarials, and all that kind of stuff. On average, they live to be 56 to 58. And if you want to live to be 100, why on earth would you talk to somebody who barely makes it half that? You know, if I want to live to be 100, I'll talk to someone who's already done it and say, what did you do to live to be 100? I stayed away from doctors. Oh, okay. Sounds like a plan. And you'll save a lot of money, too. You know, that's the thing. But anyway, we are just about out of time. Got about 45 seconds before the music starts. Just want to thank everybody for being here. I appreciate everyone in the chat room. I've gotten a kick out of all the memes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's, you guys are on fire today. Uh, yeah, I already saw that one. <laughs> oh, boy. But anyway, um, thanks, everybody, for being here. It's been wonderful. Oh, here's a Lucy and Charlie Brown. This is the last jab, I promise, Fauci and Americans. <laughs> Anyway, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. Go to uh, uh, BitChute and Rumble and check out uh, the Space Busters, especially End of the Germ Theory. Get the books, and we will see you next Tuesday. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care, and God bless.